Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sean. And it's another edition of our 31 Days of Halloween, where every day in October we talk about a movie that is in the horror or thriller or mystery genre. And uh, today's uh, is going to be about The Last House on the Left. And we're going to do a little spoilery talk. It is an almost 50-year-old movie and... <laughs> and, and uh, there's some things that we might talk about that could be considered spoilers, so just uh, be forewarned if you have never seen it. Uh, and Sean's going to tell us a little bit about it. So, Last House on the Left's pretty notorious film released in uh, 1972 that kind of centers around um, a couple of uh, teenage girls that were, um, I think they were on their way to the concert, and they kind of took a detour looking to score some grass or something like that. And they have the... Uh, unfortunate uh, decision making of um, running into uh, Krug and his band of criminals and Krug's played by um, David Hess who's a longtime horror film guy but um, the movie basically unfolds from there about um, kind of the unfortunate incidents that befall these girls from uh, their decision to hang out with Krug and his band of criminals and then what happens to Krug and his band of criminals when they kind of uh, face the aftermath of what they've done. Yeah. So this was a new one for me. I hadn't seen it. And um, it's one that I won't be watching again, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I didn't much care for it. Um, it just has this kind of ugly vibe to it. I mean, it's you know set in the early 70s, right? And it's the way that it's shot, it's very grainy and... Um, it just feels kind of seedy from the very beginning. Mm. Um, you know, and there's just, I don't know, when it comes to how the, the two girls are treated, and I mean, there, there's no big shock or surprise as to what happens to them, but I just felt like it was kind of exploitative, or however I should say that word, and it just pro- is prolonged and kind of, I don't know, you know, they end up in the woods and there's a lot of um, kind of torturous scenes of them being um, tortured in a way in the woods and chased around the woods. And I I just thought that it was kind of boring and um, made me very uncomfortable and not particularly scary, just kind of gross. And, And coupled that with just a whole bunch of, like, implausible plot developments like the fact that they happen to get stalled right in front of her house Mm. um and the fact there's just a lot that happens throughout the story that just doesn't seem to make sense so yeah I, i i can't say i was a big fan of this one so i like this movie more than i was expecting to it's not one i think i'm gonna rewatch anytime soon or maybe ever but um you know, I've heard about it for a long time. I mean, if, if you've any familiarity with horror movies, you know, yeah. you've heard the title, Last House on the Left. Yeah. And when we were kind of setting up which movies to do um, this year and pick some with Sean, Sean, you warned me. You were mm-hmm. like, hey, man, just, just you know, be prepared. And so I, I went into this movie with my guard up. Yeah. Because I've seen um, some torture porn movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess this falls into that in a way, but uh, it's, I guess, and this sounds, you know, weird, I guess, but this could have been a lot worse. 
I, I, like I said, I went in this movie with my guard up, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you know, whatever. But there were several occasions where, yeah, the situations themselves are are terrible and they're seedy and they're and they're nasty and they're evil. Right? Yeah. But they didn't show as much of them as I think that maybe more modern movies might. Mm. Like modern torture porn horror movies seem to really get off on showing you everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, last month I know Ashley and I reviewed a new Netflix movie with uh, called uh, uh, The Devil All the Time. And one thing I didn't like about that was, I mean, not only were there bad situations, but they felt the need to like graphically show you everything that was happening in those mm-hmm. situations. And this one, yeah, I mean, you see some stuff, but again, it's not as bad as it could have been. And there's also this weird... It, it, it doesn't feel completely like real because it is sort of grainy almost like there's like this filter over the camera and the, the in the, in the midst between like in the, to sort, of, sort of bridge scenes they play this this late 60s early 70s hippie-ish style mm-hmm. folk music you yeah. know which is not at all it's incongruous with yeah some of the stuff that you're seeing on the screen so that's almost like you know uh, kind of wetting down some of the stuff right yeah in a weird way um, and and this is one reason why I kind of put a spoiler warning at the at the beginning. Uh, I think another reason it works better for me than I thought was because I wasn't sure. I mean, seriously, I wasn't sure what we were gonna what the end result was gonna be here. Right. Um, but the villains get their comeuppance. Yeah. In the end. Yep. It, and I think sometimes in more modern horror movies, that's not always the case, which just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean. I was wondering, I thought to myself, like, you know, if these, if this is just a completely, you know, dank and depressing movie where, you know, evil wins and it's just awful, I said, yeah. I'm not going yeah. to, not, I'm not, I'm not going to be cool with this. Right. But that's not how it works. The, the, the villains get their comeuppance. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Well, I was telling Ashley, like, you know, and like you kind of alluded to, if, you, if you're a horror fan at all, like, this is one that you've heard the title, the title Last House on the Left, and... When we started watching horror films as a kid, like this is one that we wanted to see. It was on the hit list. You'd always heard about it. Um, and, and it's not really a fun one that you normally would run at a party, you know, like a just like a typical Friday mm-hmm. the 13th or an Evil Dead, which we've talked about before, where you kind of like, oh, yeah, you're like cheering along <laughs> as you watch the movie. Like, this is not that. And my friend and I were watching it, and my mom happened to be in the room, and my mom was <laughs> completely bummed out. I mean, it's a pretty... It's like you guys have already said. It's a grim movie. Um, it doesn't really work for me. Uh, to be honest with you, like I'm not a huge Wes Craven fan. I think Wes Craven has done some good stuff. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, is probably my favorite movie of his. But I think he has good ideas, but I don't usually think he delivers. Like Last House, um, my, one of my main problems with it was the the shift in tone. Like it shifts to these Keystone Cops mm-hmm. boobs running around. Like, <laughs> and you know the David Hess did one of the folk songs that it switches to, and it. It's really uneven. It's about half of the movie is is really throwaway crap like that to me. The other half is is the is the stuff like the hard stuff to get through. It's kind of like you said. It, it's really it's not a fun movie to watch by today's standards. It's not even that graphic. Um, it's just you know humiliating. You know that the, yeah. the, the, the women are humiliated. You know, and I know you know Wes Craven and Sean Cunningham who went on to do Friday the Thirteenth made this together and. I always feel like it's a cop-out when all of these directors are like, oh, you know, we wanted to show America, like, violence, you know, Vietnam had just ended, and, you know, but 
you know, it's like, come on, just just admit you 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 wanted to turn a buck by making something that was offensive. But instead, they've always got a lot of times they do these political statements. Oh, I wanted to show you know violence in your face how it really is, not like a western. It's like, eh, all right, Wes Craven, <laughs> whatever. But it's not. It just the movie didn't work for me. I, I think David Hess is great at being like deplorable scumbag. Like, and he went on to work with Craven a lot. He's like the main villain in the movie, but. I mean, it's. I don't watch this movie often. I mean, I think I own it because you know I own it because you, as a completist, I want to own the uh, notorious titles. But even stuff like The Hills Have Eyes, I didn't think that was very good. I think that the title of that and the idea of that's better than the execution. I think Wes Craven's overrated. Um, I know this film's been. I, I don't know if there's a complete version out there. I know that projectionists that the theaters were cutting it themselves. I know it supposedly was more violent and people, it was cut. I know that during like a stabbing scene, they, there's like footage out there where they, it's much more graphic. They're like disemboweling yeah. the girls. And so I don't know, you know, but by today's standard, it's pretty tame, but you know, you don't really want to watch, you know, <laughs> someone have to, you know, Peter Pants isn't, isn't yeah. you know, that scene. It's, and it is what it is. I mean, it, people consider it a classic. I know, I know when Ebert looked on it favorably, or he gave it a... I don't think he looked on it favorably, but he gave it a decent review, as I recall. Uh, three and a half out of four stars. Yeah, so he... I mean, if you buy into the political undertones, which is Vietnam had just ended, people were still watching Westerns and ha-ha, laughing at people being shot on screen. Wes Craven says, I'm going to show you violence that's ugly like real violence is. And then there's this whole... It's based on Virgin Spring. What is that? Yes, yeah. You, you know, mentioned that in his review. There's yeah. a whole twist to that. So, I think Wes Craven's a smarter person than a lot of horror film directors. But it, I mean, to me, it just doesn't work. It's just the finished product's pretty clown show. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you ask me, I mean, it's not a pleasant film. Yeah, tonally, I think it's just all over the place. Yeah, because you have you know the the stretch in the woods, which I talked about. Which, earlier which is just very uncomfortable and disturbing and ugly and then you have the, that little subplot with the with the sheriff and the deputy that's played for laughs yeah. it's just stupid yeah and then i can't you know there are so many like i don't know if they're plot holes or plot coincidences that i just that took me out of the movie and i was just kept questioning like how did they just stall right here how did the parents find her body so easily yeah how did she get out of the lake there's just all these questions that just don't make, just stuff happens that doesn't make sense, and it just didn't seem like it was really well yeah. put together. Well, those are my things. So my actual, and again, if you would, you know, told me beforehand, you know, what would I have come out of this movie criticizing the most, the content or the editing or <laughs> story? I would have been like, probably the content. It yeah. sounds like it's going to be an awful movie, and it is in that way. But so here's the things that didn't make sense to me and it may you know maybe it's weird to nitpick these things but you know so first of all there are these four escaped convicts heinous crimes you hear this in a very convenient radio broadcast mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the movie and I don't know where this prison's at but a lot of prisons are like out in the country or they're outside of a, a urban setting right yeah but you know so you got the two girls that are that are out in the country that are where one of their parents lives and then they go into the city mm -hmm. to this concert which they don't get to because they get grabbed by the convicts so the convicts who've escaped from prison hole up in the middle of a big urban environment in like some apartment mm -hmm. which 
I don't know whose apartment it is because I was Ashley and I were joking. Yeah, there's a cat in the apartment, and I'm like, the cat must have just let them in. So first of all, I'm like, well, that's weird. How do they? I mean, I don't know. So there's that. Um, Yeah. So there's a scene where like one of the girls is, you know, uh, killed, and then the other girl is killed later. She's shot to death in a lake. Mm -hmm. That's the daughter of. the, the mom and dad who, who whose house the convicts serendipitously end up at. Um, and then, yeah, when the parents wake up in the middle of the night and the mom does some sleuthing and sees, like, some bloody clothes of the convicts, her she wakes up the dad, her, her husband, and her, her, her and the husband, the next thing, they go out in the woods in the middle of the night and immediately, like, find uh, their daughter's body, who's now in the woods. Yeah. So somehow she got out of the lake after being shot multiple times. And, and died in the woods there or maybe the convicts took her out I don't know so there's that um, some weird editing things where so the dad starts laying some traps after they, they, they find out their daughter's been killed by these people they start laying these traps inside the house and the convicts also have a, a, a little gun that they have on the nightstand so the dad goes in sounds like he's wearing his shoes because he's clunking all over the floor <laughs> and he takes the gun off of the nightstand next to the David Hess character and David Hess character opens his eyes and sees this and it's unclear to me again because of editing here but it's unclear to me whether the dad sees him with the eyes open or not mm. but my whole thing is David Hess then closes his eyes again and I'm like why yeah. Why you see the guy steal your gun? What, what's going on there? So that was weird. And then, but the dad obviously is taking this little handgun. Right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple scenes later, one of the other convicts, if you want to call him the quote unquote good convict, he yeah. has a conscience. He has the gun, and it's unclear how he got the gun. Yeah. Um, and 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 then yeah, and so there's all this weird editing. I noticed in the end credits, Wes Craven did the editing as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, and like I said, I'm not really. If you go, if you go through Wes. Craven's filmography. There's, there, to me, there's um, films in there that are afforded the classic status, but they're not really that good. And this is one of them, <laughs> if you ask me. But I think at the time, obviously in '72, this would have been a pretty big shocker. People would have been pretty, pretty shocked by it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, you know, it's still like we were saying. It's still grimy. It still, you know, leaves you feeling like Ugh, after you've watched it. But I mean. You know, it's just for for me. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work as a whole. I mean, I know at the time too, people praised that all oh, the killers. That you know, after everything, they kind of there's a scene where they look at each other and you know they're all bummed about what they did and like you know this and this and that. And I was like, really? Like that's like calling that? Like people cite that scene. That was like, oh, there is a shred of humanity in them, and you can tell because they're really bummed after they, even they can't believe what they did I'm like what really because they seem to be pretty uh, sleep pretty well after, after <laughs> well um, there's, a, there's that weird thing too where when they happen upon the parents house like the parents just welcome them with open yeah. arms these are parents who are worried about their daughter mm-hmm. going missing and they're like basically I think the mom even says at one point like our house is your house and they feed them yeah. and then these killers when they're in bed that night they're like talking. I mean, this is you know how evil they are. I mean, if you haven't convinced convinced of it already, they're talking about you know the parents and going off the fact that the parents sell silverware and how like there's people in like China who use chopsticks, and which they use as sort of a slam. Yeah. When that's actually how 
you know, certain cultures really like to eat, but, you know, they, they basically are like kind of, I guess, acting envious of the fact that these people have a house and have silverware and have food. Yeah. And, and they've been very kind to them, though. All you'd have to do is open your door and see that those four and shut the door. I mean, you know, you wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know, you know, maybe it was different in the early 70s, but you wouldn't really welcome that bunch into your home, I, I don't think. No. No, I found that to be odd. And then once they miraculously find their their dead daughter in the woods, they're so calm. I mean, I know that they're going about plot, plotting this revenge, mm-hmm. but it just seemed they just seemed so inhuman in the way that they were calmly going about it, and they weren't hysterical yeah. or crying. I mean, the they brought her into the house and put her on the sofa. That's really yeah. I think they were they were in some kind of shock. Maybe I, I'm assuming it was some kind of shock. I don't know. Yeah, I just think if the movie would have been done differently, I would have liked it better than I did. But I don't really know that there was much that he could have done for me to say. You know, <laughs> hey, I, I recommend this wholeheartedly. But I, I, it served its purpose. It's very grim, and supposedly that's what he wanted. So, well, you also talked about well, we talked about before we started recording that. The, you don't. Do you, you won't ever really see the house from the outside, right? Because yeah. this is this is the titular yeah. last house on the left, right? Which the the dynamics of this of the the spatial dynamics of this neighborhood. I mean, it's like <laughs> you, you get this sense. Okay, there's a country road, and on one side of it there is this house. You see, you see the mailbox and everything for it. The other side of the road, I guess, is where the woods are. I have no idea though how many other houses are in the area. <laughs> yeah. And this there's apparently this is this is. The last one, and it's on the left. <laughs> depending on which, depending on which direction yeah. you're coming from. <laughs> well, it, it, it's weird because, like we were saying, I think it. I know at least it had two other titles. One, Sex Crime of the Century, was one, and one was Krug and Company. But it speaks volumes to what a good like title and tagline could do back in the '70s, at early '80s, or whatever. But you remember, I don't. Do you remember the tagline? To avoid feigning, keep repeating. This is only a movie. Only a movie. <laughs> that, that was this tagline. Oh, and I think that like sold it because the poster read to avoid feigning and then keep repeating it's only a movie it's only a movie it's only anyway well I guess you know it being only a movie what do you give it out of 10 Sean? Um, pretty low I'd probably go with a uh, 3.5 okay could have been I'll say it could have been better I could have given it a higher score if it just would have been edited differently and they would have cut some of the crap out of it. I mean, you know, yeah. by crap I mean comedy, the cops, the the, the folky. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah. It just never sat well with me. I'll give it a three. Okay, I give it a four. It's saved for me actually by the weirdly comedic cops, if you want to call that, yeah. uh, and the folk music, uh, and the revenge at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and the revenge. I think that, yeah, he probably put that in there. I'm sure he put that in there because he didn't want the entire movie to be in your face like torture porn. But <laughs> Yeah. So it's three and a half from us. Uh, it's got a 62% fresh from critics, uh, 44% from audiences. So More yeah. in line with what we had, I guess. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.